This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. Brock, you are the most influential player on this team. If you walk around defeated, so will they. Don't tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field on your arms. Brock, I need you. God's gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Coach, can I count on you? Yes. Coach? What is it, Jeremy? I want to win And some of you doubtlessly recognize that quote from the 2006 movie Facing the Giants. You remember the coach wearing the gray button-up, the, the red hat, and, and, and yelling at his player, urging him on, egging him on. Well, that's the voice of actor Alex Kendrick, and he plays coach Grant Taylor in a movie that is the story of, it's kind of a turn-it-around kind of tale that has a football team facing a hard season, a team that knows it's bad, gets a new coach. It's the coach's responsibility to turn the team around, to rally the troops, as it were, and to get them headed in a positive direction. Of course, the coach isn't without his own turmoil in life, as the trajectories normally go. And overall, it's a very predictable movie, as you would expect. But um, the coach is experiencing his own personal challenges off the field. And of course, then that means the stage is now set for the, again, largely predictable cinematic trajectory of both a coach and a team overcoming difficulties and vanquishing their physical and ethereal foes. And it's a feel-good kind of movie, and it, it, it may not be everyone's cup of tea. To call it a hallmarky kind of movie would not be a, a, a bridge too far, necessarily. Not that there's anything wrong with those if you enjoy them, but that's the type of movie this is. So don't go into it thinking that it's going to be a Remember the Titans or one of those other iconic Rudy type movies, but they have similar trajectories, individuals overcoming challenges, and sometimes sprinkled in there, as I've said many times before, some of the greatest quotes that we come across come from these kind of strange places. And one scene in particular seems to resonate with people as it makes the rounds on social media every six months or so. And you've probably seen it, or at least a portion of it in some form, now, the team is practicing, and they're doing a drill that is called the death crawl, right? And it sounds big, and it sounds intimidating, and it looks rather difficult. And for those of you that haven't seen the video, the death crawl is this. A player, padded up, no helmet, but wearing their shoulder pads, gets down on all fours. Another player, also in pads, lays across the shoulders and back of that person. So imagine an inverted version of that all fours. So if that, if the... the Football player on the bottom is on all fours. The football player on top 
is lying almost like a dead cockroach, so to speak, on that person's back. And the person on top reaches down and grabs underneath the shoulder pads of the player on the bottom so as to stabilize themselves. The player on bottom then elevates their knees off the ground. So now they're just on their hands and their the tips of their toes and they crawl in that position, in that bear position, a bear crawl type position for those that are familiar with that. And they crawl with that person on their back and they go as far as they can. And the scene opens with the players doing this and the coach is encouraging them to get to the 10 yard line. So they're starting at the goal line. They're going 10 yards, 30 feet, carrying this other person on their back. And you can hear them grunting and straining and it looks difficult. And I have no doubt that it is. And so the coach is having them go through this drill to build strength, to build character, to build teamwork, push themselves, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of 10 yards, everybody collapses and is exhausted. And they're all sitting in the end zone and they're, they're talking as players tend to do between drills. And one of the characters, whose name is Brock in the film, he's the team's de facto captain and also its leader, makes a comment about how their upcoming game is basically already a loss. So here you have a football team whose lead player, leader, is speaking negatively about the team. This speaks to the team's psyche in general. They know they're bad. They know that every game they go into as the underdog, they're used to losing. They've become immune to it at this point. It's just a thing that they do. And he makes a comment to that effect. And of course, the coach takes offense at that. He takes exception. And he says, well, if that's the way you feel, then I've got a drill for you. And he blindfolds Brock before having him do the death crawl again. And this time he puts a player on his back and the coach challenges him to go to the 50 yard line. And that is five times as far as anybody had been going in the drill prior to that. Brock's not sure he can do it. Brock thinks maybe he can do it, but he starts off anyway. So he gets the other player on his back, the blindfold across his eyes, and he starts crawling. And the coach is right there alongside him the whole way. And this is the scene that most everyone has, has, has viewed before. He's crawling along. He's hard. He's grunting. He's straining. He's not sure he can do it. And you've got the coach down on all four, slamming his clipboard onto the grass, encouraging Brock the whole way, saying, give me your very best. Just give me your very best. Don't worry about how far you've gone. Give me your very best. And it's an inspirational clip, and we've seen it on YouTube, and you've seen it in your various social media feeds, and it feels good, right? Because Brock crawls, and if you've seen the video, and I'm sorry if this is a spoiler. The movie's been out for 15 years. The clip's been around 100 times. Sorry if this is a spoiler, but Brock not only makes it to the 50, but he ends up making it to the 100. He ends up making it to the other end zone from his own end zone. So 100 total yards, 300 feet. He carries this other young man across his back in a bear crawl all the way across the field. Gargantuan feet, don't get me wrong, does not sound easy at all. Anybody that's done this knows that this is not an easy thing to do. And what's interesting here is that Brock can't see and therefore can't self-limit. He can't count the white lines as he passes them. He can't glance to his left or his right and see how far he's gone and put an artificial stop to things. The coach is encouraging him to keep going because he doesn't want him to get in his own way. And as I said, he ends up in the other team's end zone. And that's where the quote comes from, is the coach is down at the end of the field with Brock. Brock is face down in the dirt, exhausted. And the coach gets right down on his level, puts his face on the ground right in front of Brock and tells him that he's in the end zone. So here's the quote again. Now that you have the context, this is a challenging feat of mental and physical endurance that Brock has just completed. He's collapsed into the end zone and the coach is right down in his face. And this is what he says. 
Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. Brock, you are the most influential player on this team. If you walk around defeated, so will they. Don't tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field in your arms. Brock, I need you. God's gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Coach? Can I count on you? Yes. Coach? What is it, Jeremy? I want a 160. And thanks, Coach, right? Challenging words to someone stronger and more capable than they think they can and often are does bring about amazing performances. You can see this in any number of movies. There's a ton of movies out there that have this similar trajectory, whether it's The Mighty Ducks, whether it's Miracle, whether it, on and on. Again, going back to Rudy and Remember the Titans and so many great sports films have this trajectory to them where there's a team or a player who's down, doesn't think they've got what it takes, along comes a coach, a mentor, or a whoever, and encourages them to be better versions of themselves than they ever even thought possible. And of course, in the end, there's dramatic music, as you heard in the clip, and there's a rousing speech, and the person achieves more than they ever thought they could, and what, what an amazing accomplishment. But, additionally, beyond just the, you know, the prima facie value of the quote... There are at least two other takeaways for me here, because, of course, there wouldn't be quotations if we just took things at face value. We've got to dive in far, far deeper than that. So the first thing that I notice is the choice of the 50-yard line is the goal and the 100-yard line is the result. It's not lost on me that that may have actually been a deliberate choice. The implication being that we aren't just slightly more capable. Brock didn't just make it 55 yards instead of 50, or 60 yards instead of 50. He made it 100 yards. Which means that not only is Brock, but the implication there is that we are far more capable than we think. Maybe even twice as capable. Maybe more. Who knows? Who knows how far Brock could have gone? And really think about that. Really, uh, it seems like a small thing. It's an impressive feat. It lets, the, it lets the drama build because you can't see as the viewer how far Brock has made it until he collapses and the camera pans back and you can see that he's in the end zone. That his teammates that he left at the last goal line are still there, but they're out of the frame. They're so far away. But twice as capable as we think, Brock went twice as far as he thought he could. I mean, that's... That's a pretty wild thought when you get down to it. When did you last quit on something, knowing that you had a little bit of something left, or thought maybe you had a little bit of something left, or in retrospect realized that you had a little bit of something left? And now really think about that time, that specific time, and don't worry, I won't tell that you quit, we all do, but imagine if you'd kept going, but not just a little bit, but twice as much, twice as far, twice as hard, twice as heavy, twice as long, whatever it was in your mind just now when I brought that up that you thought of that you said, yeah, I gave up on this. For a lot of people, maybe it was a, a rep at the gym or a set at the gym where you're supposed to do 12 reps, but you decided to do 10 
or you're supposed to do 100 pounds, you decided to do 80 and just take it a little bit easy that day. Whatever it happened to be, you quit on something. Imagine being able to do twice what you thought you could. Imagine when you stopped at 10 reps that not only could you have gotten to 12, but you could have gone to 20. Right? Imagine that capability exists inside of, inside of your brain, inside of your will, inside of your strength. It's there. Potentially. Now, that's not to say that you can double up every weight that you think you can. I mean, obviously, there is a limit to this. But the point is here that we are far more capable than we often even realize. And that's what the coach is highlighting to Brock here deliberately so that Brock doesn't stop short of what he's capable of. Which is another interesting point. It's kind of a 1A. There's a second one, but a 1A thing that I've noticed here. And that is the blindfold piece, right? It's very obvious what the coach is trying to do. He tells Brock that he wants him to put the blindfold on so he doesn't stop short of what he's able to do. So Brock puts the blindfold on. How often do we do that? Can we always do that? No, of course not. But rather than setting an artificial limit on ourselves or getting to the point where something is hard and deciding I've gone far enough, how much further can you go? Imagine that you didn't know how far you had to go. This is something that I've done in my time in the military. We, we often run. You'll see military units out running around in formation together. And I've done a few runs where the, the premise of the run is we're going to run in a certain direction. We're going to run away from where our cars are parked, where we are staying, where we formed up, wh whatever. We're going to run in a certain direction. We're just going to go. And we're going to go and go and go. And then when you get there, you got to turn around and come back. So the question then is, if you're the leader, where do you cut it off? Where do you limit? Where do you stop? Where do you turn around? Do you go until you get really tired, knowing that you have to run twice that distance to get back? Do you run till you're half tired so that by the time you get back, you're fully tired? I mean, what do you do? And this is the similar, this is a similar thing. You're, you're, put, in this, you're put in this situation and it's artificial and it's self-induced, but it forces you to really think about what you're capable of and how far you should go. And as a person who's following the leader in a run, on a run like that, which I have, you don't know how far you need to be prepared to go. Is it going to be a mile? Is it going to be three miles? Maybe we're going to run three miles out and then have to run three miles back. Maybe it's five miles out and back. Who knows? That's the kind of challenge that you have to be prepared for. And you may think, ah, I can't run that far. I don't know if I can keep this pace for that long. But on a run like that, you do learn real quick what, you, what you're capable of. So that's kind of the 1A pieces. What kind of blindfold can you place on yourself artificially to create a situation where you have to go further, longer, harder than you had before? So the second thing, the second observation that I draw from this quote, aside from, again, the, the, the first order wonderful moment of a player achieving more than they thought they could is that Brock achieves this success for a number of internal reasons. Certainly he has it within himself. He has the muscular strength and the endurance and the mental fortitude to do this clearly because he physically does the work, but also for one very, very important external reason. And that is that he has a coach, which says to me that we need a coach. Not necessarily a full-time life coach or someone that you pay to do the job, but an occasional situational coach, let's say. And this could be one person sometimes, 
It could be multiple people at different times and situations. There may be a situation where a person with a particular expertise or life experience set or what have you is the right person to coach you through things. Sometimes it's a complete stranger. Sometimes it's finding a motivational video like this. When you feel like you are Brock, carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, asked to do the impossible, and that one person comes out of nowhere, whether it's a YouTube video or a video that you, or a, a, a short clip that you see on social media somewhere, something, some random thing coaches you to achieve more than you thought you could. Better yet, a person, a mentor, somebody that you look up to, admire, somebody that has something that you don't, somebody that has a skill set or a capability set that you wish that you had, finding that person and letting them coach you through difficult times is a springboard to far greater things than you could probably achieve on your own. So, what do we do with this? Well, how about we challenge ourselves to be stronger and more capable? To, as Coach Taylor would say, give your very best. Also, you're likely twice as capable as you think you are, potentially. And lastly, we have to ask ourselves the most important question, who is your coach? Who is our coach? Who is the person that's coaching us through things? Perhaps you come to this podcast every week looking for a challenge. In that way, this podcast, I, your, your humble host, can be your coach in that regard. Because I will challenge you. Because I will continue to challenge myself here. But if not me, then who? Who is your coach? Who is the person that pushes you to achieve more? Who's that person that knows just the right thing to say? To cut through all of your facade, all of your barriers, and to be frank, all of your bullshit. To get you to the point where you can achieve more than you thought you could. Who is that person? If you don't know who that person is right off the top of your head, or people, even better, people rather than a person, if you don't know who that person or those people are right off the top of your head, I encourage you to find them, seek them out. And this isn't a formal agreement of, hey, will you be my coach and mentor as I tackle life's challenges? No. These are friendships developed over time, mentorship relationships developed over time. Somebody who you can go to and say something humble like, Hey, I noticed that you seem to do really well in situations like this. How do you do that? And then have that conversation with that person. Because you might be surprised just what you learn. And those words might stick with you so that the next time you experience a challenge, you're able to apply them to your own life. And then also, who are you the coach of? Who are you the mentor for? Who looks to you to help them through? If you don't know who that person or those people are, you should seek them out as well, because out there, there's somebody who needs a coach just as much as you need to be a coach. And there's somebody out there who needs to be a coach just as much as you need a coach. So there's our challenge today. Coach and be coached. Because together with a coach, we can all achieve more than we could have alone. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations. And thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks as always for listening.